Welcome, welcome, welcome to Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. I'm Parker, and that's Allison filling in for Brendan today. Uh, today, or this week, we're going to be doing a After the Credits segment, which is where we take a look at some of the current events of movies. Uh, usually, it's involving uh, movies we've seen recently, movies that have come out recently, uh, look at anything new that's happened, sort of. And because of that, we try and record this a little bit more uh, recently than we do our other episodes. Usually we record in advance. That's why, as some people probably have noticed, we've been kind of all over the place in terms of technical difficulties. There's been some issues with sound and some issues with the camera work. And some of that's just because those episodes were filmed earlier. Uh, so when we suddenly seem to have everything in order and then we flip back to it the next episode, uh, it's because of us filming out of order. Uh, so, Allison, interestingly, this is actually your uh, second time on the show, but the first time the audience is uh, is greeting you. So in some ways, welcome back. And in some ways, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm hoping I don't get made fun of as much this time. <laughs> well, the uh, the audience is going to have to wait to see what happens uh, that other time. So, um, but, you know, I can't make any promises at this point. Uh, just for, as, for the sake of explanation... Uh, Brendan wasn't able to join us today, uh, and he has prepared a statement that he would like to to be read. Um, so uh, if we have some sad violin music or something, we should probably play that. I don't think we actually have, uh, we are, we're not nearly uh, important enough to hire musicians. So we're going to um, pretend. So picture some sad violin music. Uh, I'm going to read this uh, verbatim. So uh, please forgive any issues with the delivery or writing. First off, I'd like to apologize to my partner, Parker, for not only ruining his Tuesday evening, but for being so embarrassed that I couldn't even show my face this week. To, the other, to all the other people's lives I ruined that day, I'm sorry. It was never my intention to put you and your families through such a horrific incident. What we do on this show is entertainment. There was nothing entertaining about what happened that day. I was irresponsible with my actions, and I'm paying for them. In my hubris, I thought Morbius would be a ha-ha bad kind of movie. It was just bad. I was reckless, and I was careless. I want to apologize to everyone I might have hurt that day. I can't change the past, but I know that the dark cloud of Morbius will hang over me for the rest of my life. I will be better. Brendan. Um, so, with that somber reading... Uh, I, I think that launches us perfectly into what's, uh, what we've seen this week. Uh, both of us were at the screening of Morbius. Allison, uh, like, I think the social media spoke for itself for me. Allison, what did, what did you think? So I'm, I'm known to enjoy quite a lot of films. Like I, I like to be entertained. And so usually I've been known to like some bad films. And that's fine. Um, well. But, well, it's fine. <laughs> um, but this was honestly like, I just don't have any rewatchability with this film. And usually that's what I like. Like I, I rewatch films. I like rewatching things. Um, and there is... There's nothing I want to see again in this <laughs> film. Um, and not like I'm not a big Jared Leto fan. And like it, he was just himself, which I think made it worse. Like I just. That's the method acting, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's yeah. great to method act as yourself. <laughs> it really helps. 
Um, but I just, yeah, so pretentious. And then it was so weirdly paced, like fast, but not not good. Like oh. I was shocked at how boring it was. Uh, I think that was one of the big, bigger things is I kind of expected it to be a... Uh, uh, if anything, it would be at least sort of interesting. Like so, mm. so enough would be going on, but he spends a lot of time just sort of researching or like at a computer or something. It's but not even like a yeah, not even enough to show like oh we're testing on animals or something to sure. see if this works, and then you go through a couple tests of it doesn't work to it works. Yeah, like I think of the um, Amazing Spider-Man sequence where they're trying to test in the first one of growing a limb right so oh, you see oh, oh, it like sure. not like working the, the a couple lizard. of times yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you see it not working on the mouse a couple of times or the rat or whatever and in this it was like oh okay number 264 oh and it worked and you're like, <laughs> great okay we didn't have to go through the 263 other ones that's fine yeah, yeah. but then yeah there were parts where it, there's no the like de-evolution of him didn't it, it wasn't a process it wasn't an entertainment entertaining process it just sort of happened and then i thought it was is interesting too because typically in in any sort of uh superhero film there's a or not in any but like in lots of them there is a uh sort of a sequence of of discovering their powers you know figuring Mm -hmm. out what they can do or um coming to terms with that and uh and i didn't see that in this either it was really just launched straight into uh you know, now he's got these powers and and he's proficient. It, like, there's no problem with using them, which was really a, a big surprise to me as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but frankly, there was so much of this movie that was just irredeemable. Um, it, it was brutal. It was a really, really, really bad movie. Uh, and I think it's interesting too because it's easily the worst end credit scene I've ever seen. Mm. Um, and you know, I think Brandon's talked before about how, uh, he's not a, exactly a massive fan of those end credit scenes in general. Like it's, um, they can be a little cheap, mm. but, uh, but this one's really bad, like shockingly bad. Um, yeah. So th- there, there's not much worth talking about there. I think the only thing that we can really, that I think the only thing that's going to survive out of Morbius is the um uh, is for one the stories of Jared Leto forcing uh various people to take him to the bathroom because he uh was supposed to be walking on crutches mm-hmm. um which I don't entirely get just because he could just be on his crutches like why couldn't he still just go to the bathroom on his own yeah you know he doesn't need assistance yeah uh and then secondly the other thing uh, I have seen memes about it already is uh Matt Smith uh, dancing mm-hmm. and putting on a that suit, and then like the end of it, sort of looking straight at the camera and doing the vampire face or yeah. whatever. Um, so, so that might survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could see that lasting. Let's let's put it that yeah. way. And I, I do have to hand it to like the other people in the cast. I think they are like they're good actors. And I'm honestly shocked they did this film. <laughs> so it's a little upsetting. But Matt Smith, Matt Smith was great. Um, Everybody needs a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, rough. it's rough. Frankly, I feel like we've already dedicated too much time to Morbius. That's so, um, uh, what about uh, the last couple of weeks? Anything else you have watched, Allison, that you think is worth noting or talking about? 
Um, I, of course, have jumped on the bandwagon of Bridgerton. Ooh. Yeah, so I did watch the second season. Uh, I am a period piece lover, so yeah. uh, I always watch anything. I had a really hard time getting into the first season. It was like those historical inaccuracies where I was like, this isn't Jane Austen, so it's not as good. Like black people? No, <laughs> no, of course not. Um, I was actually like, it was great that, to see that society could just work with, um, like if we hadn't been colonizing people and putting people into slavery forever, it would have been sure. great. Um, and society could have just been a functioning society. Yeah. But um, so... That wasn't the issue. <laughs> there were just things that um, didn't make sense for the time period of like what you would talk about or what you would oh, engage oh, oh. in in some ways. Um, so that that was my main concern. And of course, like I like saucy things. I'm not ashamed. Saucy things. Saucy. <laughs> um, and so the second season was less saucy. Oh. Yeah. They Is, was that a disappointment? No, honestly, I think it was, I think I was okay with it because obviously being a period peace lover, I'm used to, oh, their fingers touched lightly as mm. she got out of the carriage and like, oh, <laughs> I saw like, her ankles. Yeah, oh, it's so much. Um, so those things are fine with me, but uh, it like there was just so much sex in the first season and they only alluded to it really in the Shame. second season. I know, it was so disappointing. But um, overall, I think the story was good. There were lots of like interesting points within it that I enjoyed, obviously. I don't think you would like it. so don't. I'm not really a period piece guy, for no, sure. No, and definitely not. Like If you were to get into period pieces, it should not be Bridgerton. Yeah. <laughs> but That's Shonda Rhimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's I great. can't imagine I'm much of a Shonda Rhimes person. Let's put it that way, no, too. No, she's done lots of great things. Like, I'm sure she has. Just maybe not for me. You know, like not something I'm... No, she... Yeah, she's got a good... Uh, a lot of TV, like good TV. And, and I think cable TV, we're not as... I don't watch as much, mm, right? Mm. So it Sure, was, sure, sure. Yeah. So it needs to be streaming. Yeah, I like streaming. Sure, So sure. that's why I got really into Bridgerton, but... um. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for a third season. Like I think they can make up to twelve seasons or something. Twelve? Yeah, based on the books. So. <laughs> it is that something you want? Twelve might be too much. Okay. I, I think it'll get like it's already a tiny bit repetitive because there's only so much you can do when you're getting married after three months. But like, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm enjoying it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I uh I watched uh Moon Knight. The mm. first two episodes of Moon Knight, which I was pretty stoked about. Um, have have you seen the? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I'm I'm a big fan of the of the character. Uh, like, granted, I only really started getting into comics. Like, sorry, I, I've loved comics my whole life, but mm -hmm. um, I've only really started getting into uh, reading a lot of them um, and and delving a little bit more into the history of of some characters uh, in the last year or so. Um, and anyway, so I ended up getting into Moon Knight partially because I knew there was a show coming. I knew it was Oscar Isaac. I was pretty stoked about it. Um, and I heard he was uh, like effectively Marvel's version of Batman. Mm. Um, and then as I read more, I was stoked about it. And I, you know, loved where the stories were going. So I thought there were some really, really good runs with him. Uh, so I've been really excited for those first two episodes. Um, 
not exactly spoilers or anything. Um, but then again, like I am going to discuss specific parts of episodes. So it's not going to be totally spoilery, but it is, you know, if you want to go in completely dry, skip this part, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, I've been really happy to see what they've done with the the character and the, his costuming in particular. Uh, in the comics, he like it's just a suit that he puts on. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, seeing him, it, it's like a living thing, sort of that that uh, and I and it, it has money mummy wraps like the bandages, sort of. Mm-hmm. None of that's in the comics, and that's super cool. And I think they've made some really inspired decisions. Uh, and then the the second episode had a shot of Mr. Knight where he's in the in the suit in the vest and um, and as far as I'm concerned that's the best version of Moon Knight uh, so uh, I was stoked to see that and then they kind of dunked on it a bit and that really really broke my spirit so I'm really hoping that doesn't uh, continue to be the case and we get a little bit more Mr. Knight in there. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on, on Moon Knight? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I'm a huge Oscar Isaacs fan, so I don't think... Uh, like, I just love watching him in anything. Um, but I... Because you see the memes with Moon Knight, and I think you told me um, one of them wasn't from the comics at all. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or I like, think every one of them I've seen. Yeah. All the, like, where are you, Dracula? Where's my money yeah. uh, stuff? All of that's fake. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so sad. But those things, I think I, I expected him to be a little more, like, sarcastic in some ways. Oh. So I'm sort of waiting for that. But obviously, like, it's doing well so far. I'm in- entertained. I'm enjoying it. So I just, I hope he can be a little more, like, sassy. He was as Mr. Knight a little bit more. Like, he was getting there. I I think you're going to be disappointed. Oh, I, no. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be that sassy. No, he's not going to be sassy. Okay. Well... Damn memes, <laughs> ruining everything. I, like I'm still entertained. I'm still gonna watch it, but yeah. Uh, he was a little sassy. He said like, "Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, Stephen with a V." <laughs> like that's. Funny. Oh yeah, like, yeah. There's like, some no, sass. Well, and, and I think yeah. there's going to be there's bound to be some level of of Marvel yeah. sassiness. Like yeah. they're not gonna have no jokes or no yeah. um, kind of punchy dialogue, yeah. you know, um, but. Like, I don't know. I've kind of what I something I've really enjoyed about it is it seems like it's the closest we've got to something that's um, kind of scary in a, in a Marvel show. Like there's definitely yeah. been darker moments. And I kind of think that's what they're gonna, they're leaning into more that than they are the um, the silliness that yeah. we see in a lot of Marvel stuff. It's definitely yeah, like an an older version or like for for adults. Yeah. Kind of, well. Wow. Well, there's violence, and there's like there like, is, but more than I think. We, like, I I think if we were to describe any Marvel thing as for adults, we're idiots. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like they're definitely it's a wide yeah. audience, and and they're all supposed to include kids mm. for sure. But it is there is definitely some stuff in there yeah. that I'm like, oh yeah, like if I was really young, yeah, I would have some nightmares probably. Like there's yeah. a few things with Conchu that are scary. Yeah, yeah. pretty horrific. Um. Yeah, like obviously not a true horror movie or anything, you know, no. like uh, like you watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre when you were a kid and it's not that level at no. all, uh, but it is. I wasn't, I was like 13 and I am traumatized. Oh, okay. I never want to go to Texas. <laughs> I've been, but I never want to go again. You recognize the fact that 
it has nothing to do with Texas, I right? will not stop <laughs> at a gas station in Texas. You're right. This is Texas's fault. That's, yeah, it's uh, all Texas. Uh, 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 um, uh, speaking of silliness, mm-hmm. uh, I was fortunate enough to watch uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, with you, yeah. actually, uh, a couple days ago. Uh, and I personally adored it. Uh, so for those that don't know, it's a, um, uh, it's a multiverse movie, uh, that is rife with silliness. Mm-hmm. Um, it is directed by Daniels is how they choose to refer to themselves because they, it's two gentlemen, both named Daniel. Um, they previously directed, uh, Swiss army man with Paul Dano and, um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, man, I think it's just because there's too many Daniels. I just got confused <laughs> so for a many moment. Daniels. Um, and uh, and I was not a fan mm-hmm. of of Swiss Army Man. I found it was ridiculous and uh, and silly, but never gave me a, a moment to buy in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I couldn't connect to the characters. I found that the uh, the story didn't have enough heart, and by the end of it, I like I, I just was uninterested. I'm okay with silliness to a point as long as I feel like it's grounded in sort of a, um, in, in more of a real world. And I didn't find that with Swiss Army Man, um, personally. Like you're wrong, but that's fine. Well, okay. Uh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I found personally that that all changed with everything mm-hmm. everywhere all at once. It, there's a lot of heart there. There's a, the, the tone and the world is serious enough that it matters uh, that the silliness is um, accentuates the world almost, mm. as opposed to what I felt in Swiss Army Man was taking away from it. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michelle Yo. Yo does an incredible job. Always. Uh, so, especially given the silliness, like how much stuff, I just kept picturing how did they convince her to do this on the set? Uh, mm. like I, I assume some of it was just they hid the script from her uh, and then they just showed up on the day and you're like yeah okay so now you're gonna have hot dog fingers and she was like what and they're like yeah 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 yeah, it's fine like you know talk to your agent and and they just did it yeah I don't I no I think she's I love her like I think she's amazing I mean Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon and then all through like Shang-Chi but um, she crazy rich Asians like she's done amazing work Mm -hmm. um and I think she's always up for like fun and a laugh like I've seen her in interviews and she just seems great so um yeah but I I think it's a hard to not be able to see it I think it's a hard premise to just read that in a script and be able to act it (laughs) anyway um do you think in the script it just says hot dog fingers and <laughs> then she, they're just like yeah yeah you figure it out you'll you'll, you'll, yeah, be, you'll get it'll there be fine. yeah you'll you'll know um and then also like jamie lee curtis who's her supporting to like she's amazing and also seems hilarious so i think them they, they would just have so much fun with it yeah right? like um yeah it, it stellar cast like amazing people mm-hmm. um period piece if you like marvelous mrs Maisel, which is set in the 50s 60s 60s <sighs> I think it's 60s. Um, Somewhere in the 1900s for <laughs> yeah, sure. 1960s, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the uh, daughter is uh, Stephanie Shu, and she's amazing. So if you like her in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, she plays May. She's in this as well. Um, and Sorry, then, the daughter in Everything Everywhere All at Once yes, is Stephanie Shu. It's Stephanie Shu. Uh, and then Short Round from 
Indiana Jones. What? <laughs> is the uh, husband in it. No uh, yeah. way. Ki Hoi Wang, Quan, uh, sorry, Ki Hoi Quan is in it. So That's incredible. Yeah. And he's great. He's so fantastic. And I... I, he doesn't even call anyone Mr. Jones, though. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, and I don't think I've really seen him in a lot since he was a kid. Like, I know he's been in things, but, like, this is the first time where I was like, nope, that's, <laughs> that's him. Like, um, in fairness, I wouldn't recognize him no. if, if he was in other things. No. I wouldn't be like, oh, you know who this is, and then yeah. just pin it a short round for sure. No. Zero chance. And, like, such a cute kid and a very good-looking adult. So, like, yeah. he did a, a great glow-up there. So yeah. I'm, I'm good very for him. happy. Yeah. Good for him. So I can't wait to see him in more. I hope he, he gets more. Um, I think one of the things that really surprised me with everything everywhere all at once is that the silliness is uh, just amps up the more you go through the movie. Um, but the heart does as well. So I kind mm. of expected that I would enjoy the film, um, but I didn't expect too much more. Now, granted, I'm a huge baby, um, so it doesn't take much. Uh, but yeah, I was crying in this movie. Uh, there's a few moments where it just hit me. And, uh, and that was, yeah, like I said, a big surprise for a movie that features hot dog fingers. Um, uh, so I, they kind of slayed it. They did a really, really, really good job. Uh, and I, I think in our case, probably about 90% of the theater that we were in, uh, was on some form of drugs. Uh, so, you know, I guess if that's, if that's what you're into, if you want to go to a, a theater and, uh, get blasted then maybe do it for this movie mm-hmm. you know if you're into it That's, but yeah. don't ruin it for anyone else if if you can avoid it yeah um i just don't know like i don't get how you can comprehend what's going on in the film like i feel like it would be very confusing but also maybe that's what people want i don't, I don't think don't that know. was the concern That's yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah i don't think people walked into it needing to understand the nuances yeah i guess <laughs> so um but yeah, that would be a, a big recommend from my mm-hmm. side of things. Uh, really, really enjoyed that movie. Far more than I ever expected to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Allison, did you watch anything else this past couple weeks? I finally got around to watching Widows. Widows! Yeah. Woo! Uh, another like all-star cast. Which no just kidding. Incredible. Uh, and I'm yeah. just going to take this, okay. sweep this rug from sure. out underneath you yeah, here because <laughs> I have been trying to get you to watch Widows since it came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. I watched it in the cheap seats uh, with my dad because I had heard good things um, and I liked the people in it. Uh, and then, uh, first of all, it blew my mind just how great it was, um, especially considering that uh, it was in and out of the main theater. Like, I don't remember it being around uh at at most you know big picture houses for long Mm -hmm. um and so that was shocking and then on top of that i found i i kept being surprised when other people showed up in the movie um like i had known i think the sort of the maybe top four uh people so uh viola davis michelle rodriguez uh william neeson and elizabeth debecky uh and then as the movie goes along, I find out John Bernthal's in it, Carrie Coon, Robert Duvall, Colin Farrell, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya um, Jackie Weaver are all in it. And some of those are really small parts. And they're, at that point anyway, big enough actors to um, kind of demand larger parts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, it's directed by uh, Steve McQueen, who did Shame and Hunger and uh, 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, what I found out when I was doing research for mm-hmm. this, uh, is it's, uh, the screenplay is adapted from a novel, but it's written by Gillian Flynn. 
of oh. Gone Girl fame. Oh. Um, so the thing is a banger the whole way through. Yeah. Anyway, now that I've gushed for a minute, yeah. uh, what did you think of Widows? Um, so like the premise is a, a heist movie and I sure. love heist movies. I think most of the time there's some rough heist movies. But, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, just having that. I'm a big Liam Neeson fan, and even though he wasn't in it for very long, like it was. Wow, still, spoilers. Well, no, I mean, no. <laughs> um, okay, spoilers. Sorry. Um, it's it's spoiling the first five minutes of the movie, so yeah, you're yeah, fine, okay, honestly. Yeah. But, um, but it was interesting. I guess it's called Widows. Yeah, I guess like, we know someone is going to be a widow. Someone has to not make it through. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was yeah, it was just it was entertaining. It was. Um, easy to follow like there wasn't anything that was overly complicated which i think made it fun too like sure i'm happy to have a complicated movie but it's sometimes nice just to have like sort of hold your hand through it but still be entertaining constantly like i find especially with a heist movie i don't want too much yeah, going on yeah. exactly like not that you know again we can't have some level of complexity but when you've got a cast this big too mm -hmm. you do want to be able to kind of have an idea of the key characters and you don't want to feel like you're getting lost in um uh rick and morty did a bit about this where mm -hmm. you know the uh double cross double cross double cross double cross and by yeah. the sixth one everyone's confused yeah so the fact that there's not um the the, the narrative is, is straightforward enough like it, it doesn't rely on cheap tricks i guess is yeah you know the nice thing so yeah. And then, yeah, everyone just did a fantastic job. Like, their their acting skills were fantastic. It was nice. Um, Michelle Rodriguez, to see her. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, to see her sort of being something different. Like, I'm so used to Fast and Furious, where she's a badass. But, like, having this where she's still a badass, but, like, maybe a little more hesitant of a badass. Well, and, like, very much a mom. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's looking, she's got her two kids, like, she's, and and not sure if she wants to get involved or not, whereas Fast and Furious, it's like, yeah, I'm in, family, yeah. 100%. So. Well, and it's it's nice to see her in something other than a tank top. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not just wearing a black tank top. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then Elizabeth um, Debicki, like, I think every moment of that movie, I was like, she is so tall. Yeah, man. But just, she is a giraffe. Yeah, no, but like just rocking it the whole time. Like I will wear five inch heels and also be six three and walk <laughs> around this set. Like, oh man. But yeah, she was, she was great. It was really good. Yeah. 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 I really, I really enjoyed it as well. So yeah. I'm glad, glad to hear yeah, that glad the, I finally uh, got on it. <laughs> the uh, referral paid off. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it for me in terms of uh, movies I've seen this this last little while. Mm -hmm. um, uh, anything exciting coming up for you that you can think of? Anything you want to touch on before we? Yeah, I should. Um, so, uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore are coming out. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So if people know me, like I'm a collector. I'm kind of a weirdo with it. Um, and I have just such a hard time with the Fantastic Beasts series. The whole series? The whole series. The first one, like the, it was so promising. Uh, I'm a big Colin Farrell fan, so I was very excited. Mm -hmm. And then it just really went downhill for me. And then especially with everything with JK Rowling, like it's, I don't like her. I'm a Harry yeah. Potter fan and I'm trying to separate the two. Sure. And I have a hard time. 
Um, so that is coming up and I am like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Cause I'm, I go to the midnight screenings or the, the seven o'clock now cause they changed it. Um, but I go to those like Thursday night screenings or as soon as I can see it. And sure. this one, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'll go when it's cheap or like, I'll try to wait till it's free. Mm. And I'm just sort of getting eaten alive. So I've just been revisiting a bunch of other Harry Potter things. <laughs> so I'm curious, are you not, you don't want to see it um, at all in theaters? Or like, what's the, what's motivating that decision? Is it not, in, like not interested in seeing where this story goes? Or is it uh, not wanting to support JK? Or both, or, you know, any other thing. Option C, Yeah, <laughs> you know? It's hard. I don't want to support J.K. Rowling, uh, but obviously, like as a Harry Potter collector, that's pretty hard. Like sure. I have a hard time separating the two, um, or just because she's obviously going to get money from the things I buy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I try not to, but sometimes you have to. Um, and then also, just I don't think they're doing a good job with the story in general. Like, sure. And they're adding things that I just don't think should be added, but. Mm. But I'm curious to know what they add, right? So they told me some things that are like a cliffhanger from the second one. And so now I feel like I have to watch the third to know more. And also, I want to know if I don't like it, right? Like, I want to... Oh, sure. Okay. I don't want to go around being like, oh, I hated the third one and I've never seen it. Like... Like, you can definitely do that in some cases. You know, I I think most people can say, I did not enjoy Morbius, whether or not they have seen Morbius. (laughs) But now I have facts. Like, I can go around and be like, I definitely did not like it because of these reasons. I I don't know if I needed facts. Yeah, that's fair. But but either way, um, uh, I guess as our our resident Harry Potter uh, specialist, expert, however you want to describe, how would you describe (laughs) yourself in this case? I don't. I don't want to say expert. That sounds too. Nerd. Oh, see, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I now, feel like that. Now I that have I've, a... if I say it about you, it's fine. Yeah. But if you say it about you, then you're a loser. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, just just nerd. <laughs> just <laughs> um, so as a resident Harry Potter expert, um, uh, do you think there's any way that you can turn this story around in a way that will uh, connect back with the pre-established lore? I don't know, because I think because we don't really know a lot about this time period from the books, like from our source material, um, it is, they do have a little bit more free reign, right? They can explore it a little bit differently, but it just feels like they've, they've done too much, like they've changed too much, or they're trying to like retcon some things from the original series Mm. that, um... So I, I have a hard time. And also I'm like, I would have just loved to see Newt Scamander running around different countries finding Fantastic Beasts. Oh, sure. Like yeah, I didn't yeah, really yeah. need... Like the original pitch for the, yeah, the series yeah. would have been fine for you? I yeah. didn't need the Dumbledore Grindelwald like ordeal with that. Like maybe do your own section, but like just give me a Newt yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. movie. Um, and I think the other problem is like the some of the actors in the film don't even want to do the film <laughs> or like, oh. it's, I don't, I, that's maybe not the right, but like they're even sort of getting pushed to the side or they don't seem to be used as much as they were in the first film. So like, it seems like they're changing the, the 
maybe it's David Yates or uh, J.K. Rowling are like changing the script as they go through the films. So just for context, David Yates, the director of this film, yes, sorry. Uh, did all three Fantastic Beasts films? Yes. And then three Harry Potter films? Yeah, so... Uh, no, like four. Four, okay. Yeah. So, so has been involved with the series for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Five. and sorry. It really doesn't matter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should know this. Five. The, five. Uh, and so the oh, and so, so J.K. is actively involved as the story, like she's the writer of these films, correct? Yeah. So like she's she's, she's doing, doing the screenplay. Screen yeah. Okay. With Fantastic Beasts. So it's not even like we can shunt blame off on someone else if yeah. you're unhappy with the story. It's her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So it just compounds. Like I'm already unhappy with her because of her personal views. Yeah. And yeah. Then yeah. Now, yeah. I'm even more unhappy because she's changing things, and I'm like, do you even read your books? Like, mm. do you? But again, you don't Do think you there's any way this would be like a bait and switch and there's there's some way that she can well, turn this around and connect things back and then make the previous lore uh, valid yeah. again? Or like true? or Because that's part of the problem, right? Is that she's theoretically uh, rewriting some of the story that she's already cemented down? Well, yeah. And like it hasn't gotten to the point where it's truly affected Harry. Like it's more... Oh, yeah. It's like 100 years before him. Maybe not 100. Yeah. But like 60 or 70, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 60, yeah. Uh, but there's just, yeah, there's things that like it just doesn't quite seem to fit the world that she has previously built for us. Sure. Uh, so there, like I do want answers. I want to know. And I think that's my problem is do I, do I fund this film? <laughs> like I know my one ticket might not make a difference but sure. that like but you wouldn't go with this one time no probably not <laughs> <laughs> so if we open the floodgates it's a bad call yeah like i didn't like crimes of grindelwald and i think i still saw it like four times in yeah. theaters nah, so that's disappointing. it's really tough <laughs> um yeah so yeah so i have a hard time like i'm that's why i'm hoping for other harry potter things that are coming out uh like the video game hogwarts legacy is supposed oh. to be the end of the year they said holiday 2022 video so games like, are tough for that yeah, yeah who knows um so i've been replaying some harry potter video games oh which, yeah which aren't good like but i love them and they're great are we are we just talking lego harry potter or are we talking no i definitely lego harry potter is great but uh no i i decided to play the half-blood prince game on xbox oh like the the movie adaptation or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is uh pretty rough but it's getting me excited for for what seven months from now yeah yeah Yeah. and so are you at all concerned with hogwarts legacy like it they're doing a whole new thing right like they're doing it has nothing to do with harry potter it has nothing it's hogwarts and it's like in the 1800s isn't it yeah i think late 1800s or something but um i i almost like that more oh okay because they're it has nothing to do with the people I already know. Sure, right? they're so, treading their own path. Yeah, so none of the professors, um, no one that, like, not a recognizable name, which is ideal. So I think that's my, that's almost my favorite. Like, that's what I want is mm. to have the same world and so still sort of the same, like, Hogwarts. Yeah. It's, a, it's designed a little bit differently, which I kind of enjoy, too, like, seeing a different perspective of what Hogwarts could have been. Like, physically designed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, there's yeah. a couple different, different, different things. Okay. Um, and then they're taking some of the uh, Pottermore website, which is, like, the Harry Potter website that J.K. Rowling created. They're taking some of the information and, like, the design from that and putting it in, which I think is cool, too. So it's not just 
the films again, right? So you're, you're getting a little bit more. Um, and I, so I like the world. And that's what I mean by like, I like the wizarding world. And I would have loved Newt running around collecting beasts. Sure. Um, and so just like, I love that I can go back to Hogwarts with Hogwarts, like Hogwarts Legacy. But yeah, I, I don't want, I don't need the same characters over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's a bit of a Star Wars problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do so, we have to go to Tatooine again? Yeah. Yeah, totally. How many suns do I need to see? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm a little, I'm hesitant. And then we'll see what happens in a week. If I cave and just go watch it in theaters. Or... Well, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. I know. Can't support people like that. I know. I know. Can't support abusers. I really don't. But Mads Mikkelsen. Let's just. Oh, he's great. Fawn he's over great. him for a little bit. <laughs> um. So I don't, based on how this conversation has gone already, uh, I don't think we'll ever have you back on again to talk about Harry Potter. Uh, so I'm just saying, fill your boots now. Anything more you want to say before we close this off? No, I'm going to make you have an episode and we're just going to talk about everybody. It'll be three hours long and it'll I think that will upset you just because you have to then hear what I have to say about Harry Potter, yeah. which would probably infuriate you more. Uh, then having a soapbox will help you, you know? Like, yeah, so I'll just, I'll commandeer one of your episodes and mm, it'll just be me. You'll just replace me talking. one day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good. And Brendan won't. He'll just go along with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll put up with it <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, sweet. Well, thanks so much for coming out uh, and being on the show. Um, yeah. And I, like I said, we'll see you, or the audience will see you again next week. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.